Welcome to episode 42 of Gears and Beers, the live portion of the Life Short Live Free podcast, where tonight two freedom-loving, gun-toting capitalist pigs talk about gear we love, gear we hate, gun industry news, and probably two or three other tangents. Tonight on the agenda, Smith & Wesson moves to Tennessee, Sig Sawyer drops SHOT Show, fraud at the ATF, and carrying a non-lethal option. We are down a member tonight, so our panel tonight is made up of, of just Sam, the owner of Shyworks, and I am your host, Box. This show is brought to you by Shyworks, Iowa's preferred Cerakote applicator and ballistic imagery. Sam, tell us a little bit about Shyworks. Yeah, we're uh, Iowa's customer preferred Cerakote applicator. Um, basically, uh, what we do, if you're not familiar with us, is we take uh, take your your gun or cup or basically anything you want. And you tell us how you want it to look. And we take that theme, design it, Cerakote it, however you want it. Like uh, today I just did a, uh, I turned a pistol into a uh, Nintendo duck hunter gun. Um, so that's kind of what we specialize in is just taking crazy ideas and themes. We've done anything from chainsaws to, to beers and liquors, all sorts of crazy stuff. So um if you got a crazy idea, look us up and uh, we can definitely help you out with it. Also, we got uh, we got some cool stuff on our website, Glock backplates, mag bases, lasered magazines, patches, metal patches like these. These are actually also on the Life Short Live Free website, so check those out as well. But yeah, use coupon code LSLF10. That will get you 10% off your entire order at shyworks.com. Absolutely. We are also brought to you by Ballistic Imagery, photography, videography, and wall art. For those of us that love freedom, take your business to the next level by giving it the look it deserves. They can provide you with product photos for your website, images for an advertisement, content for your social media, or even film a commercial. Or if you're just looking to hang something on your walls, check out BallisticImagery.com and use code GEARSANDBEERS for 10% off your order. Ballistic Imagery, bulletproof quality. See for yourself on Facebook and BallisticImagery.com. Okay, we are obviously down a member tonight, folks. You might notice Johnson is not with us. He called a little bit before the show started, and he was having some plumbing issues. Didn't sound like things were going real well at the Johnson household tonight. Shitter's full. I think he's... Yeah, he was definitely... Definitely He's, having issues. He said something about, like, he flushed the toilet and shit came out his tub or something. <laughs> that's that's not normal? That's not supposed to happen? I'm, I'm pretty sure that's not normal. I'm not, no? I'm not a, 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 a pipe doctor, so I guess I couldn't tell you. I believe it's called plumber. Mm. Mm. What are you drinking tonight there, Box? I see you got something in there. The, Voila. the trusty seven and seven. Of course, of course. I'm kind of grumpy today, so I went and got it. Got some whiskey at like four o'clock this afternoon. Try and turn I things no- around. I noticed you were a little, little cranky. You're gonna have to, gonna, gonna have to turn it around for the, uh, for the old podcast here. Yeah, I, I do. I, I'm oh, not, what? Oh, you ask me what I'm drinking? No, How I nice did. I didn't. <laughs> now I got the old. Stella, I mean Stella, Stella Artois. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Artois. That sounds right. <laughs> Artois. I, I don't know. Stella. That's what I'm drinking. Uh, they had to. 
there's not a whole lot of selection um, at the old Prano. Uh, but this this actually, it's 10 bucks for a six-pack, so it ain't cheap. But, um, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a decently good beer. Decently. It's definitely drinkable. What, I don't hate it. What is that anyways I, I i mean of course i've heard of it but i don't know is it's not like it's not a lager is it it's or an ipa yeah, it or it is a lager no. oh. it says right on it importer lot imported lager beer huh. um then it says anno 1366 so i know it's been around for freaking ever i don't know if since 16 6, 1366 or whatever but it's been around a lot hell of a long time mm. Oh, cousin Mike says fall is here. Are you sitting in a trivia this year? Um, that's the plan. Yes, uh, tentatively, but I don't even have my license yet, and I haven't been out to my tree stand. Um, but I think uh, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna have to start this week, and I'll get the old bow out, do some shooting, get get her tuned up, and then maybe maybe get out. Hopefully uh, next week. Um, I see the weather is going to start cooling down, so they're going to start moving a hell of a lot more. So, yeah, now that's that's the plan. Anyway, we'll see if it we'll see if it happens or not. I bet you sit in a tree no more than five times this year. You know how much I made it out last time last year? Twice, once. Hmm. Yeah, paid my whatever the hell it is, fifty, sixty bucks for a license and tag, and went out one fucking time. That was I got money well spent. No, no, but but I mean if you think about it, it's pretty easy to spend 50 or 60 bucks at the bar. Whereas I go out, you know, sit there for four or five hours, relax, decompress, sit in nature. Not a bad, not a bad way to go. I guess I've not once spent 50 or 60 bucks at the bar. (laughs) You've never spent 50 bucks at the bar. No. You call yourself an American. How do you, what? What Even when you're buying like food and stuff. I've maybe spent 40. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, I've, I've, what, uh, what do you think they're what two fifty three dollar drinks and it's well, whiskey and they generally pour mine pretty strong there. Yeah. I, would I mean, be I spend f- fucking smashed if I drank, if I drank 50 or $60 worth of whiskey with a yeah. $10 meal. That's true. I spend 50 bucks pretty easily on golf league night you you know you buy a six pack or whatever um and then some supper and maybe a few other drinks here and there it's pretty easy to do pretty easy um sounds kind of a slow night Uh, kind of a kind of a slow night here guys if you're uh, the chat is the chat is overwhelmingly slow if you're in here say hey say what you're drinking cliff is in here obviously not taking any dates to the bar nope no, I am not, Mike. <laughs> um, before we dive right into the, the rest of the show box, I, I heard an interesting tidbit of information today. How many how many dairy cows do you think are in the United States right now? Just take a wild guess. Hmm. Seventy million. Oh no, you're way too high. I I, I just Googled it. It's it's nine point three eight. So about 9.4 million, um, which doesn't seem very high. But now with that knowledge, think about how many dairy cows there are. How many horses do you think are in the United States? I don't know. I saw I saw the same thing, too. I thought that was interesting. How many is it? There's like, 
I Googled it and it wasn't the same as what the meme says, but Google says almost 8 million horses. What the, how, what, how is that that many, how are there almost as many freaking horses as dairy cows in the United States? Doesn't that seem kind of odd? Like what the fuck are people doing with horses? Hmm. Is, I don't know. I just, I don't know. That, that, that can't be right. I, I Googled it several times and that's what it told me. I, I thought it was a little bit strange uh myself but i thought it was an interesting tidbit well i uh, we're slaughtering cattle it's not like we're slaughtering horses so i don't know yeah well yeah but we don't slaughter i I suppose between dairy cow dairy cows are one thing but like cow cows like you know, beef cows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That we're eating for oh. beef or whatever. I'm sure there's bajillions of those, but yeah, yeah. I just didn't realize there were that many freaking horses. Huh. Now you learn something every day. You're welcome. Yeah. Well, I'm super, super interested in that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'll forget it by the end of the show. That doesn't surprise me. Now, that's how you do a segue, Sam. Take notes. Okay. Didn't even have to say anything. First up, in the news. It's not exceptionally exciting, but it is news. Smith & Wesson is moving out of their home in Massachusetts. They're taking their headquarters down to Maryville, Tennessee, taking their headquarters down there. And it's not, they're not going to be completely out of uh, Massachusetts. In fact, they're going to have still more employees in Massachusetts than they will in Tennessee, which I thought that was interesting. Big old hubbub about Smith and Wesson moving and leaving Massachusetts, but they're still going to have a thousand plus employees there. And they're only going to have, I think, 750 around there, 750, 800, somewhere in that area in in Tennessee. But they, the only thing left in Massachusetts that they'll be doing, they're just going to, yeah, that's going to be where they're going to do their forging and machining and their assembly of revolvers and stuff. So not the super important stuff. There's probably less legal shit involved with that. I would imagine just a machining and forging of parts. Yeah. And that's, that's essentially what it was. Um, the reason they're moving out is because there was, um, cause they're commies. Uh, yeah. There's proposed, proposed legislation, um, in the, in the state that would basically make it illegal for them to manufacture the guns that they're currently manufacturing, um, which is fucking stupid, but, I think, I mean, I would have liked if, I, yes, I, I I read that same thing. There's still going to be a thousand employees there. I would have liked if they just would have said, fuck you, fuck you, you know, to the whole state just got the hell out of there. But from a business standpoint, I understand why they're doing that. But um, um well, yeah, it's maybe down the road, they will do that. Who knows? I mean, that's, that's, a, that's that, that a big freaking move. They, they're, I mean, this is going to cost them. They're upwards of $120 million. So. Uh, yeah, but it says it will be funded from cash on hand. So they they must be uh they must be doing fairly well. Hmm. 
But um, the other interesting thing is that's gonna that's gonna inject a ton of ton of money, you know, into into Tennessee. So it's like these states that Massachusetts, these states that do this shit, they just you know force this these people out and and don't care about the those millions, the hundreds of millions of dollars that that, that they're bringing into the state. To me, that's that's stupidity at its finest. Plus you're doing, you're doing your citizens, uh, a, a disservice, um, by doing that. But uh, I don't know, um, liberal logic, they pretty much don't give a shit, but it's, it's in- the other interesting note is this is happening fairly often. Like a lot of companies like this are moving to, to more freedom minded States, um, until the point where, you know, down the road, like it's pretty clear at some point we're going to, we're going to be in, you know, in a civil war. I don't know if it's going to be 10 years or 25 years or whatever it's going to be, but this is probably stupid and does, you know, I don't know if this makes any sense, but think about that. The, the, the States with all those, that manufacturing power for all those, you know, ammunition and guns and all that stuff are going to be in the, in the one States, you know, who's going to have the clear advantage there. I don't know. Darren Maybe, uh, Darren says, "Come on, man! Virtue signaling signaling is expensive stuff." Are you talking about Smith and Wesson is virtue signaling by moving, or no? He's talking about the states uh, enacting okay. these stupid That's, fucking laws that okay. are virtue signaling. That's okay. how I took it, anyways. Okay, that was. I don't know. Maybe he's wrong. You're not a commie, are you, Darren? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think he's a commie. Uh, I, I think I've done a gun. I think I actually have done a, a, a gun for him. So I'm, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure he's not the state being stupid. Yeah. That's, I assumed as much anyways, this they're expected this to be done by 2023, which is relatively quick. Cause they're also moving a two other, I think two other facilities there as well. There's one out of Missouri and one out of can't remember where the other one is, but that one's going to be, they're moving branches for injection molding. And I think, what is the other one? I something to do. I think the pistol assembly that they're moving there as well. I can be wrong. Um, I know for a fact, one is injection molding that they're moving there from Missouri. The other one, uh, I can't remember, but there is another branch moving there. Upwards of 100, 750 jobs will move from Massachusetts, um, Deep River, Connecticut, and Columbia, Columbia, Missouri. Okay, that's what it was. Um, flat the injection molding is in Connecticut. Um, I don't see distributions operations is in is in um, is in Missouri. Hmm. I wouldn't so, think there would be much to move with that though. That's mostly just a big massive warehouse yeah. and shit, and all their yeah, that's all their in- inventory and such, whatnot. Yeah. Um, next in the news, unless you have something more to say there, Sam, that was a, that was a, something to say, just sigh. Nope. Nope. That's a, that's a, that's all I got to say about that. Okay. Um, Sig Sawyer has announced, is I, so, I, I was going to, I was going to say, I feel really stupid saying it like that. Why am I saying Sig like Sawyer? That? I don't know. It's definitely sour to my knowledge. <laughs> I don't, I, God, I don't know. I'm drunk. Leave me alone. <laughs> they have announced that they will not be attending Shot Show this year. They cited 
because it was too much of a risk for their employees. I think they said they send like 130 employees there every year for SHOT Show or somewhere around there, 130, 150. So they didn't want to have all those people in Las Vegas during the pandemic and then send them back to all the, and it's from several states too. So a hundred some employees and then scatter them out to a bunch of their different branches. But they also said that apparently shot show redid the, like the, the uh, booths. So what they would have had to start from scratch building theirs. And I think it said that they had the, they have, they have had the largest booth at shot for a while now. And starting from scratch would have cost them upwards of a million dollars. That, oh, that was, <laughs> that kind of surprised me. I mean, you wouldn't think, oh, just a booth at a trade, a trade show costs a million dollars. But if any of you guys have been to a trade or a shot show, their booths are pretty freaking crazy around there. They're not, they don't, they're not just your typical four walls and a, Thing. they're like full stru- structures inside of a building oh yeah there there's a uh, hell there's some what was that what was that one booth they had beer at and shit like an in there was like a uh, an enclosed bar at that one booth um actually several several booths had that i got to be around the time of you remember that around the time the, the show closed and they'd start serving beer in these booths the one we were sitting we were i remember we were talking to a nine line rep at one i can't remember that was no that was walther the Walther booth where we were talking to the nine line kind of guy at. Yeah. We were drinking beer at the Walther booth actually. Yeah. That's why and that's we, the only were, time I remember the bar though, or drinking. Yeah. And but, there was another one the next day I was at another bar, I believe. Um, but I, I guess I can believe that just because there's a ton of shit and some of them are like, weren't some of them like two levels. Oh yeah. Um, there was a lot of them had a second story so they could take uh they could take people up there and do talk business and shit have a quiet place uh-huh. uh, talk had, business take people up in the up in the upstairs and talk business yeah, right. some of them had like conference <laughs> rooms and shit yeah they're pretty involved but i wonder too if that million dollars um it doesn't have to do with part of the uh inventory and shit like that cuz i mean i can believe it these these big booths there have a, f- I mean, they're, they're pretty impressive. They're definitely impressive. Yeah. So do you think, I mean, over the last few years, I've heard more and per- more and more people just talk about shot show going to shit and it's just, nobody enjoys it anymore. And it's just a massive undertaking for every company involved. Do you think this is, could be the beginning of the end for shot show or at least <laughs> A downsizing um, of SHOT Show where more companies will follow suit? No, I mean, I think, uh, and let's be honest, uh, I think the the pandemic, this is this shit's only going to last so long. Yeah, I mean, yeah. in theory. They're going to drag they're going to drag it out as long as, as as they possibly can. But there's nothing they can do. It's only going to last so long. I mean, even if you look back at the the Spanish flu in 1918, you know, that was what, three years and, and then shit was pretty well back to normal. Um, so that's the first thing. The second thing is, I mean, as from a, from a, you know, if you work at a gun place that goes to shot show, yeah, it's a lot of work. Um, but I think the majority of people that go there, like we, I had a freaking riot there the last time I went. Um, 
I just got an email saying they were going to go, you know, their sign up starts like next week or something like that. I don't know if we're going to go again. I was just in Vegas two weeks ago. Uh, well, it's not so till January, you know. Yeah, I know, but we'll see. So, I mean, I think, I don't think it's the beginning of the end. I think we're going to get through this fucking nonsense. And I, th- I think it's just going to keep growing bigger because it's became a, such a staple of the industry. I mean, that's really where everybody in the, in the industry gets together to, you know, to, to meet new people. That's, it's a needed, it's almost a needed um, part of uh, thing in the industry, I think personally. Um, so I, 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 I don't think so. I think, I think we'll get through this shit. Um, and I wonder too, how much, uh, I'm wondering what SIG's real reason is for it. Yeah. It's a million dollars, but a million dollars for them is like fucking pocket change. Well, it also said that they're donating a half a million to an SSF too. Sure. Because they're not going to be there. So yeah, I mean, it's, they're saving half a million dollars really which is jump change right but i'm wondering what the real the real reasoning is um because if if you think about it anybody any that six hours company according to the federal mandates has to be vaccinated whether they're going to do it or not i i that i don't know i don't know six hours politics so theoretically anybody that goes to shot show for them would have to be vaccinated theoretically so i mean what's the i I don't really see any really danger there i mean and at this point i guess the you know it could morph into something different where we are in february from right now but i don't i don't think it's going to get much worse this this winter i i think it'll be less this winter than it was last winter but i don't know i'm just curious of the real reasoning behind this if it had to do with COVID or just money wise or or what? I, I I'm I'm confused. I guess, but I don't know. I'll bet it's a combination of all three. I mean, if it were me, that would. I mean, obviously, I'm not running a multi-billion or I don't know how many dollars a Sig is worth, billions or millions or. But that would seem like a lot to me to have to handle COVID, and also rebuilding a booth from scratch and then also throwing out a million dollars for it. I mean, that's three things that were, where they're like, uh, maybe it's just not worth it for us this year. It doesn't have to yeah. be just one reason. I, I bet you're right. It's probably a combination of everything. Like just not wanting to deal with the bullshit. Um, I, I guess I can understand that. I mean, you know, it's, I, I thought about even not going this year. I, I don't know if we're planning on it or not, you know, just because of all the, the nonsense, I'm sure there's going to be ridiculous restrictions, you know, after we're masked and everything. Um, it's just going to be nuts down there. And I don't know if I want to deal with it or not. We'll see, I guess, but I can under, I can understand that. And you're probably right. It's probably just a bunch of, it's probably everything. I would guess you're probably right. Yeah. You were saying too that you think it's a need. But is it is it really? Yeah, it's the biggest trade show, but it's not the only. I mean, there's NRAM, there's UC, USCCA, they just had theirs done. I'm sure there's others too. I mean, they don't have to have well, one massive fucking <clears throat> trade show. Right, but um I think 
yeah, I don't know. I think for most people outside of the industry, they don't realize what shot show truly is. Like they just think it's, that's just a hundred percent for, for showcasing new products. And yes, that's, that's what it is. But the actual real reason behind shot show is for people to go from booth to booth, hook up, you know, with, you know, meet these new people, make new connections. It's not just about that product. It's actually about the connections that you make and meeting new people. And that's the cool thing about shot show is everybody who's really anybody, you know, that's not totally true. Is that, is that that show? So you can make a ton of new connections, you know, a person that's good at networking can just can go there, you know, meet a, and, and leave that show with a whole new freaking a whole new network and just blow their business up if they're, you know, doing it correctly. So that's really the, the main reason for shot show, but I, 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 yeah, I don't know. It's the industry could get by without it, but I, I do think it's a cool thing. I think it's kind of needed in the industry. I would say hmm. just my thoughts on it. Hmm. Well, I mostly agree. I'm not sure it's totally needed, but so would yeah. you want to go? Are you, would you go? In January or February? Oh, that 100% just depends on my financial situation. <laughs> right. But say finances are not an issue at that point. I would go. Would if you I, want to go I again? Would, I would go if finance, finances weren't an issue. Yeah. I was just in Vegas and it, I don't know. It Vacation wise, like Vegas is not for me. Like that's just not my thing anymore. 15 years ago. Hell yeah. I was all about that shit. That was me. I had a blast down there then, but this time it's just Vegas is not, but then again, like when you're going to the trade show, that's the main purpose of a trip. It's a totally different, totally different thing. A totally different vibe. Um, I think I would, I would like to go def- again if they have it. I I'll be surprised because what they do last year was like, what was it a month in advance and they pulled the plug and said they weren't going to do it or was it more than that? I don't recall. It wasn't very long. I don't remember. It might've been in November that they pulled it. Yeah. Well, fucking the NRA show, they pulled that shit six days in advance. Mm-hmm. So who the hell knows uh, what's going to happen with this, but I don't know. We'll see, I guess. I'm not sure shot could get away with canceling <laughs> that uh, with that small of notice, like NRAM did. No, no, they're going to have to make the call by Thanksgiving. I would say at the fucking latest, the very latest. I wonder how much money the, they, uh, comes in from all the, all the booths. That's a lot of money. Well, manufacturers like uh, manufacturing booths are fucking like really high priced. So yeah, absolutely. They, they take in a a shitload and that's just, that's just the, the booths themselves. That's not even all the, you know, all the money that they bring into Las Vegas themselves, you know, just the people going there, the, the plane tickets, the, the food, the hotel rooms, like millions and millions and millions of dollars just from shot show attendees. So, um, Vegas obviously wants it to happen. There's, you know, they'd be stupid to, to cancel it again, but we'll, uh, I don't know. We'll see how it goes, I guess. Wouldn't be surprised if they do cancel it again, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, 
that's all we have for actual news. But I wanted to, I came across, maybe you saw, I don't know how much you looking around you did today, Sam, maybe you across it. I've seen it in several places. But I came across this vice that I thought might interest you. Um, it's called the Real Avid, or Avid, I don't know how to say it, Avid, I'm assuming, Master Gun Vice. And it's a vice specifically built for for firearms. And it, it's mm -hmm. just your typical vice. It'll, it should come up on your screen here in a second. But it's got like a ball joint at the bottom. So once you have it in the vice, you can rotate the firearm any which way you want. And then it's also got covers on it on the top, where like foam or rubber, I think that is. It says reversible gun fit sleeves. Uh, and semi-rigid nylon sides, groove to grip and secure gun parts that you can go over. Just those just slip over the irregular vice, the the steel parts, the the jaws, and the ball at the bottom. It's got a, a locking pin on it. So if you're really torquing on something, you can lock that pin down, and it won't. You'll be sure it won't slide around. But I thought that that's a, I mean, that's a cool vice. <laughs> as far as vices go. I saw it and I was like, that's pretty neat. I mean, I don't, I have zero fucking need for it, but I like tools and I thought that's fucking cool. Yeah. I, I watched, actually, I watched the video on it. Um, and it, it would be handy, but my only, my only question on it is, is how sturdy it actually is. I think, I think for most assembly and disassembly, it'd be fine, but, uh, I don't think I could just, I could get by with just that vice, like swap out my vice I have now and put that one on. I think I have to have a, one like I have just for the simple reason, every now and then you run into a, to a, to a, let's say a barrel nut. The majority of the time is, is what it is that you, you know, you just got to beat the shit out of. I've actually broke my vice, my table, my table is actually broke from torquing on it and it ripped the whole, the table off the mounting things um so that's my only question i think it's probably sturdy enough being's you know is designed for that like say to torque a barrel nut down you know those are only 40 to 80 foot pounds so i it depends on how tight that that ball grips at the bottom i guess um i mean but and there's as, there's nothing wrong with having two vices though either this one if you know you're not going to have to be rotating anything if you're just doing torquing throw it in your regular vice quick torque it down and yeah and you're done whereas this one if you if it's just pure assembly and you're not doing a lot of torquing it might come in handy i mean i'm i don't work on guns all the time so i guess i can't really say but it, it seems handy to me <laughs> no you're probably right i mean and i i thought that too like if i would say i was to get that i would just i would i would definitely keep my other one um and just use use both use the one i got now for for serious torquing just in case I got to beat the bejesus out of some shit. And it's like a lot of the stuff that I do um, is say ARs and stuff. Usually they're lower end ARs, Palmetto States. I do hundreds of Palmetto States. I do a lot of radicals, um, you know, bottom, you know, bottom line stuff is, is generally what I'm doing. A lot of stuff that guys build themselves. So I run across a lot of shit that is way over torqued and fucking quick lock tight it on there 
stuff that's just ridiculous, ridiculously tight. I've, I've, I've yet to lose on a barrel nut, but I've had some that had me completely baffled and I've had to throw them in the freezer for several hours, um, then take them out, heat the piss out of them just to get that expansion and construct and contraction. Um, so you run across a lot of weird over torqued shit. So yeah, you definitely have to have both, but I think that's, it'd be a cool advice. Definitely something to, to look into. I think, um, I don't know how, what, what was MSRP on it? Like a couple hundred bucks, 250, I believe was retail. I mean, for a guy that uses it every day, like I probably would, that's, I mean, for a nice vice, I don't think that's too no, outrageous. That's... I mean, it, for just a regular vice, I'm sure you can spend that much too. If, if you're getting like a top of the line one. So I guess it depends yeah. on how built this one is. Yeah. I mean, I'd have to play with it a little bit in person, but it might be worth it. It'd be kind of handy, I think. Maybe for someone like me, it might be, well, not like me, but someone who just assembles ARs here and there, it might come in handy. But I don't know if it's worth the fucking cost. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Probably not for a guy that does like two ARs and never is going to mess with them again. Hey, that's I'll do more ARs when I'm not poor. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll do hey, Don was sorts of fun stuff. Don was wondering where you was. Welcome to the welcome to the shindig. And you're on Facebook. What the hell are you doing on Facebook, Don? I thought you were a YouTube man. Yeah, there's only uh, there's still a uh, there's a couple guys watching over on YouTube. Ah, uh, uh, Cliff, that's the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me. He says, no one is like you, Box. I'm pretty sure that's the tone he had in his mind, too, when he typed that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll let you think that. I'll tell you what, you're going to have to hold down the fort here for about 15 seconds while I grab another beer. That's shitty of you. I'm not going to hold down the fort here, guys. I'm, I'm also going to drink, so you just wait for Sam to come back. Ah. Uh. Uh, Darren, yes. What about what? What do what do I? What do you need from me? Box. Is he asking why you're called Box? I don't know. I thought I thought Darren was like a regular. I thought he had heard me called that like eight billion times by now. Mm. Is that <laughs> is that your actual name? Yes, that's my birth name. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> My my real birth name is Cube, but I, I I change it and go by Box or go by Sam. He go he still still goes by Box. Darren heard you called it, never knew why. It's not that interesting of a story, Darren. So I'm not gonna go into it here. Uh, it was from uh, he's my little brother. We gave him a lot of shit back in the day. We used to call him Juicy Jesse. Then it morphed into and a Juice Box, and finally just Box, and that that's the one that stuck. Long story short. Yep. Yep. Dollarist dollarist to that. Okay. Well, I suppose we can move on now to the ATF doing ATF things. Shocking. <laughs> there was an October 5th article that came out from CBS News who a, a whistleblower came forward. He was a employee at the ATF. He joined in 2016 and he worked as an information information 
specialist in the HR department. And he was claiming that there were people in administrative roles. They were poor. They were paid a special bonus known as the law enforcement availability pay or leap, even though they did not qualify. So if you were functioning in the administrative capacity or role, you don't qualify that for that. That was um, reserved for criminal investigators who are on call and expected to work um, unscheduled additional hours and stuff. And leap pay was 25%. So say you're making $100,000 a year, you would get $25,000 on top of that. And he had found that there was all sorts of these people getting this or taking this this leap pay when they did not deserve it. I think they said, there's an ongoing investigation, I think they said in one, uh, says an audit conducted by the Office of Personnel Management concluded at least 94 employees were inappropriate inappropriately classified. So let's assume that they were all making twenty or a hundred thousand dollars and they're all getting this twenty five thousand dollar leap pay. That would be right there two point three five million dollars. That's in one year. Yeah. Going out to people that do not deserve it, that it was not allocated for. And he sent this his um his findings to his his supervisors, and they were obviously pretty upset about it. But after this, his performance reviews started dropping. It started off as fully successful, which they apparently they they yeah. He started off there fully successful. Slowly went down to minimally minimally successful. These are hard words for me to say quickly. <laughs> I'm rubbing off on you. After he made a complaint about the fraudulent pay, he was down to minimally successful. And then last summer, he got fired for unacceptable performance. And wasn't he in like HR? Yes. Like, what the fuck? How do you how do you fuck up being an HR? Like, I mean. You'd have to be retarded. Oh, absolutely. There was a lawyer for the Office of Special Counsel that said there was an investigative body that found a substantial likelihood of wrongdoing. And um, after after that audit that found 94 employees were inappropriately classified, they that Office of Personnel Management, they suspended the ATF's ability to create certain jobs for no less than certain months or more, no less than six months, sorry, providing the rationale that the ATF may have engaged in prohibited personnel practices. So even when the ATF isn't doing their typical ATF fucking commie anti-2A bullshit, they're just also being overall dirtbags. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm, I would be absolutely shocked if this was um, just just an ATF issue. I'm sure it's it's uh, probably you know completely whole government wide. Yeah. But the simple fact of the matter is, if they were taking money that was not theirs, 
They did not deserve it. That was that that's that's an instance of fraud. That's a definition of, of fraud right there. Um, they were taking taxpayer money. You know, if any of us, us, us lowly peons had done that and a $25,000 tax per year, you know, that's, that's a lot of fucking money. Um, if any one of us had been caught doing that, guess where we'd be? We would be in federal pound you in the ass prison. But what's going to happen to every single one of these ATF employees? Jack shit. Absolutely fucking nothing. And that that just pisses me off to no end that that nothing is going to happen to them. They're above the law. Um, and there was I can't remember who said it or even the exact quote right now, but it was something along the lines of tyranny exists when. Um, or the definition of tyranny or something like that is when your government is allowed to do something that the people are not allowed to do or something along those lines. Um, and that's exactly, that's exactly what the fuck is happening right now. And that's been happening for since 1986. Um, you know, as soon as they made machine guns illegal for civilians to own post 86 machine guns, you know, and it's like this, the government is, they're allowed to do all this bullshit. They're allowed to be caught in lies. Hillary was caught blatantly breaking the law, you know, having classified information on her home server. Uh, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of instances. There was a Marine that he had one piece of information and he's probably still in fucking jail for it. You know, these people are above the law. When is enough? When is, when is enough enough? You know, and it's so frustrating that this just, I, we know nothing is, is going to come of this. Uh, just just pisses me off to no end. Hey, let's let's lead the revolution then, Sam. Let's go. God damn it, you just tell me where and how, and I'll go ahead and do it. Let's let's march on Washington right now. You you said at the beginning of the rant that you you're sure this extends to other branches, and yes, you would be correct. This involves the investigation involves four other federal agencies also that were not named in this in this article they declined to comment because of the ongoing investigation i'm sure so i don't i just wish people would stop believing that the government isn't corrupt the uh, government frankly, it, is awful people and that's the thing that it just cracks me up people spent and there's there's a specific individual that i'm thinking of right now that I, that i am uh, acquaintances with that i argue about this quite frequently but for 4 years when when trump was in office everything it was the end of the world ever you know he was doing this illegal shit super unconstitutional this man is just you know the whole entire government is is against us and as soon as biden got in and like this shit is actually happening and and let it be known that while Trump was I called shit out while Trump was doing it too. like Trump wasn't no angel. You know, there's a lot of shit that he got away with. The whole government got away with while he was in office. It was still bullshit. But now all of a sudden Biden's in office and everybody's like, oh, you know, it's freaking roses and rainbows who that, you know, everything's everything's cool. The government would never do anything to hurt us. It's like, are you fucking dense? You just went from. You know, you just went from this one extreme to the other and you can't, you, that's not how this works. It's, it's baffling how people possibly think like that. I don't get it. 
would you go so far, Sam, as to say, I mean, I'm tempted to say it, but the government is the enemy? Yes. Like, that's 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 not even a question in my mind at this you point. Think the we're government, getting, are we going to get shut down <laughs> for saying that now? <laughs> uh, possibly. Possibly. But, I mean, let, let's be honest. I'm on the government's. I've been on the government's radar for years. It doesn't bother me in the least bit. Um, but I, I honestly, truly believe that. And I thought I thought that when when Trump was in office, too, like, yes, he tried to do a lot of good things for the freedom sided, you know, the freedom minded people. But there was still so much bullshit going on, say, the you know, the ATF and the IRS and all this shit, you know, and speaking of the IRS, there's a situation going on with them right now. They tell you that they just want to tax the rich. But anybody that has a transaction over six hundred dollars in their bank account they're going to, to and to look into your bank account. So they're not just interested in the rich. They're interested in fucking everybody. Um, and the same thing goes for, well, that we just talked about this on the last po- podcast that there was a shootout in Chicago, you know, like six people were involved in like literally a shootout in the middle of in broad daylight. One person ended up dead. Guess who got charged for that? Absolutely. Nobody, nothing happened. Nothing will happen to them. And guess why? Because it's not in their in their interest to do that. They're not going after people like that. Um, you know, so people certain people get passes, and the people like us that stand for freedom and 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 true American values, they're gonna fuck us and they're going after us. Um, as far as you know, stabilizing braces go and and bump stocks and all that bullshit. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. So to answer your question, yes, I 100%, 110% wholly believe that the government is, is the enemy at this point. And that's that's sad to say. And, and, and also, I will just keep in mind that I love my country 100%, but love of country does not necessarily mean love of government. You know... It's not going to be too far down the road where we're deemed terrorists. Yeah. I mean, we're already tiptoeing the line. Well, just to drive that point home, um, the the FBI has started looking into the parents that are attending school uh, fun- school meetings, um, you know, school board meetings and raising hell about all this critical race theory. And, you know, trannies and bathrooms and all that good stuff. They have they have been directed to start looking at those people as domestic terrorists, Mm, of course, you know. But when you ask them about, you know, the Black Lives Matter riots that happened uh, a year ago, you know, for nine months, they were burning shit down. They still refuse to to to, you know, to say those are terrorists. So, yeah, it's it's frustrating, but at the same time, like I'm you can't back down, you know, it, it you can't just because they're going to say I'm a fucking terrorist. I'm not going to back down. I know what I believe in and, and I know and I know what's right and I know what what America should be. And I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop standing up for that. I'm not going to stop preaching that because that's, that's right. And they're, you know, they're, they're anti-American and I'm going to keep speaking out about them. So that's, they can't silence us. And there's enough, they're not, there's enough of us. They will never, never silence us. 
you know, so it's, we just got to keep on keeping on. Shit's going to get ugly in the next few years. I will tell you that right now. Oh, I saw, maybe this is not a good time to bring it up because we need to be getting onto the next topic, but I also saw today that the ATF is planning on doubling their size in the next five years. Yeah. I mean, they're already, I don't know how they, how, how do you fucking justify that? I don't understand. I, I don't even know what to say about that. I mean, frankly, the, the, I'm going to get audited for this, for even saying this, but the ATF is, is one of the most worthless uh, bureaus in the entire world because they're in charge of regulating me and what I do in my business. And you call them up and still, I, and this was for, I don't know if it's changed yet, but you called the official ATF number and nobody was in the office because of COVID and it'd ring through to like Joe or whatever. And he wouldn't even answer his phone. Like, uh, this is the ATF. He'd just be like, there's a bunch of noise in the background. He's clearly at a bar or something. He's like, hello. And I'm not <laughs> shitting you. It's just some rant. Hello. And I'm like, um, yeah, I called. Is this the ATF? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's ringing through to my cell phone. What's up? What can I do for you? And you'd ask them a question. And, and a lot of times they wouldn't know, you know, they either don't know the answer or they'll tell you one answer and you call back next week and you get Bob. And he'll tell you a completely different fucking answer. Um, and I've I've had people, I've had ATF agents tell me completely 100% false, wrong information. And these are the people that are supposed to be guiding me and telling me what, uh, what I can and can't do. And they're telling me wrong fucking information. You know, and they're in charge. They're in charge of, of putting people in prison for years and years. And they, they don't even know the fucking laws themselves. So I don't understand what doubling the police, doubling the the size of these people that don't know what the fuck they're talking about is going to help any situation. It doesn't make any sense. I asked a minute ago how we can justify it. Darren says you justify it by calling middle-class white males as domestic terrorists and then say we're all armed, which we are, and then you can double their size with ease. It's a good point, Darren, and that's probably exactly what is going to happen. Ah, the downfall of America, folks. Well, do you think that uh, maybe part of this whole vaccine mandate for the the entire government, um, anybody that works for the government, was meant to do exactly that, was to weed out anybody that had any sense of personal freedom whatsoever and to just keep in the people that will do whatever the fuck you tell them to do? Absolutely. It's the same going, same goes for the fucking military, the way they're weeding out anybody that like is a Trump supporter. Yeah. That's what's going on there. They're getting people that are on their side in the military. Then down the road, it's going to be, Hey, you're going to be doing whatever the fuck I say. Cause I know you're on my side and you don't, you're not smart and can't think for yourself. So you're going to do whatever the fuck I want you to. And there they got their military to, run the dictatorship yeah and i think and it's 
I don't know. It's, it's sad where, where we're headed, but I think unfortunately that's the truth. And, you know, if you look back at, well, I hate to bring it up, but look back at Nazi Germany, you know, those guys that were, yeah, I, I, frankly, I don't feel like a lot of those Nazi soldiers as German sh- soldiers really wanted to do uh, the uh, horrible atrocities that, that they did, but they were just following orders. Just but doing my what? job. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the problem. Like so many times what is wrong and horrible and you're just doing your job. You should not be doing that. Stand up, grow some fucking balls and stand up for what is right. Um, and, and that's, that's where we are, it's, especially with the, you know, the uh, Southwest pilots and United Airlines pilots and all those guys that are staging protests right now and walking out like, hell yeah, good for them. Stand up. You know, you should have been standing up long ago, but I, at least you are now, I'm, I'm, you know, good for you. And I hope you, you get somewhere with it, but yeah. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Yep. Mike says, look at the average federal worker. Pretty much they're just for a paycheck. Absolutely. They're in, they're, they aren't there because they believe in something. They're there to get paid and they will do whatever to continue get, getting to continue getting paid. Yep. Hmm. Yep. Well, unfortunate. Should we move on or do you want to call it an early episode, Sam? No, I don't, I don't think we, we got one more subject we can talk about. Yes, we do. Or do we, should we, should we, can we save that subject and hit up some of, uh, a question or two of, uh, what's his names? I forget his Where'd name. He, he commented. Where'd he go? Oh, Matt. He commented a it while was, back. It was Matt. Uh, Matt for, for Mero, Yeah. You want to hit up some of his questions? I we'll mean, leave the, we'll leave the other one to the, to the next time when Johnson's here. I mean, maybe I don't have any real answers for him. <laughs> like a lot of the stuff. Well, well, let's see here. I got a few. Um, let me see if I can find his. Uh, well, this first one. What type of training would you would you recommend during this this ammo shortage box? You're all about that shit. Come on now. Dry fire, low ammo or low low round count training stuff do things like dot drill do lots of lots of dry fire training really that's i mean that's pretty much all i'm doing really i got a my bb gun sitting in there by my couch where i fuck around with pretty much every time that i'm sitting down in there and that's working out pretty well for me i don't i can't give you real good advice on low round count drills i know dot drill is a very good drill but there is a lot of really smart people out there right now putting out good content, advising on low round count drills. So there's a lot of people looking for that kind of stuff. Um, I can't really give you any good names off the top of my head for that. But if you look, if you look around, there is some great content out there for low round count drills. Yeah. I think um, the biggest thing you said there was um, was um, dry fire. That's like you don't you don't understand like you don't realize how important that actually is and how much that will actually help a person. It doesn't seem like that, um, but just do it for you know a month or so, and then go out and shoot, and you will you real will realize that it's 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 uh, 
great for you. The other thing is, um, you know, box mentioned a BB gun, like, you know, an airsoft gun, anything like that, stuff like that helps. But the biggest thing I was thinking, um, was extremely low round count is just, um, once you get comfortable with drawing from holster drawing from concealment, do draw from concealment to one shot on target center mass, you know, and get it, get as, as proficient on that as you possibly can. You know, you can go through, you know, say you, you go through one or two mags, you know, uh, 30 rounds, say you're at 30 rounds. That's not that bad. A lot of people can, can justify 30 rounds or even 15 rounds. Just do one mag, go out, go out to, you know, out to your buddy's house or the range or whatever, and just consistently do that until you're getting, until you're getting a nice, quick, even draw a nice, quick draw on target every time. And you're comfortable with, with putting that round on target, you know, and after you do, um, that dry fire practice in your house, doing the same thing and, and you go out to the range and you can actually do it and actually fire and, and get used to that a little bit. That's an extremely important, um, you know, your presentation and that first shot is an extremely important thing. So as far as low, low round counts, that's extremely low round count. You know, you're only shooting one, one round every single time. So that would definitely be something that, that, uh, I would recommend, um, that will greatly improve your, your abilities. Um, you know, because if you're, if you're taking three or four seconds to present, obviously, I don't know why the hell you'd be taking that long, but until you get it down to one second, sub one second, that's a massive improvement. So that's one thing you can definitely be doing. That's going to make a big difference. That reminds me. Well, um, one thing I like to do, I'm big on efficiency and not speed. You do things. One mantra that I, that I like, if you look, you should look up Scott Jedlinski or modern samurai project on YouTube. I follow a lot of his stuff and his ideas and his philosophies. And one thing he says is do it sooner, not faster. And uh, that essentially just means do things more efficiently and eliminate useless motions. And one way I did that is to film yourself drawing and presenting your firearm. And phones these days, you can do slow motion so you can, I mean, it's tough to see exactly, it can feel like you're doing it right, but then if you look back on your slow motion, you can see exactly where there's unneeded motions, where you can clean things up, where you can fix your grip a little bit. Just film yourself in slow motion and you can, you can change a lot of shit. It can be very helpful just being able to see yourself doing the things that, that you're practicing. That has helped me immensely. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, Darren says there's a lot of classes around him, uh, relatively low round count, 300 carbine and 250 pistol. Um, and that's kind of, that's kind of a lot for some people. Um, you know, there's a lot of people just got a, a gun and, you know, 50 rounds. Um, but you're, you're correct. Get in, get in with, with, um, you know, uh, people that are involved with those classes, you know, go out to your local range and, and get in with some of those people. And maybe they will know some, some, um, you know, some drills and stuff that, that relatively low round count, or there will be some classes specifically for that. I'm sure. In fact, I know there are uh, people offering, you know, low round count classes right now because everybody's hurting on ammo. So 
that's a that's a, another thing to go way to go about it as well. It should be noted though that we are not instructors and we're not experts. <laughs> I'm just no, we're not going off my experience. Take everything I say with a grain of salt, at least. Go uh, uh, follow some people that actually know what they're talking about. Yeah, we're just random Joe Smoes that uh, love freedom. So um, Mike says 134 episodes until the Keanu Reeves LSLF podcast. Where are you at with that? Well, we're in talks. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. You don't, you don't worry. I'll, 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 I'll get her done, Mike. I'll get her done. <laughs> Hundred uh, hundred and thirty-four episodes. Uh-huh. What episode did we say? Two hundred. Oh, he's the, oh LSLF. He's just okay. talking about not, the LSLF. Not, not including not gears, gears and beers. And beers. Got right. it. So I got like I got like a year and a half to well, um yeah. No, I got like almost two and a half years. Yeah, we're not exactly on track to make that happen, Mike. Bullshit. I'll make it happen. Mm. You don't worry. Don't okay. worry, you pretty little head box. Oh, I'm not worried at all because I, I know it's not going to happen. Oh, you're just going to shit. When I, I'm not even going to tell you that it's happening. Like, it's just going to be a normal, it's just going to be a normal podcast. And we're just going to have him on and you're just going to fucking shit yourself and won't even know what to say. It'll be fantastic. Yeah, that'd make for a great podcast where I'm just sitting here <laughs> like, uh. <laughs> Or you just scream like a girl the entire time. Oh, God. <laughs> Starstruck. Did you want to go uh, over any other of those questions? Or is that it? Yeah, I, I do. Um, I like his. Um, how necessary are truck guns? What might make the most reliable setup? Um, <laughs> that's an interesting question. Now there's two sides there. There's two sides to this, to this argument, two camps, if you will. Um, there are people that like truck guns. Um, most, mostly they'd be redneck country, country boys, you know, just kind of out in the sticks. And there's the people that say you never leave a fucking gun in your truck. That's stupid. That's moronic. Um, yes, box. I was just raising my hand. I was, I'm included in that, in that group. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, and, and frankly, I see both sides of it. Um, as far as I think if you do have a truck gun in your truck, uh, as opposed to in your car, I, I don't know why I said a truck gun in your truck, but um, I think if you do have one, it, it needs to be responsibly, responsibly secured. Um, there, it needs to be secured in such a way that if somebody breaks into your truck, that they're not just going to be able to, to fucking grab it and, and, and get the hell out of there. And you're now you got a stolen weapon on your hands. Um, now you're saying, well, that's stupid because if it's not readily accessible, well, what's the point? Well, I believe in the, 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 I believe in having a gun on me physically on me when I'm out and about and my truck gun, your pistol is your, is how you fight your way to your rifle. Um, so I don't think a truck gun is just a, something that you're going to grab real quick in a, in a, in a crazy situation and, and use it to, to, to shoot somebody. I, I, I don't think, I don't think that that's a responsible scenario, but if you're just out cruising, like you want, you need to go somewhere, pick something up, you throw your gun in your truck, you know, it's in the, it's in the back, whatever. 
I don't think there's an issue with that. But as far as leaving your truck, you're gone in your truck for an extended period of time. If it's not secured, I, I don't think you're doing it correctly. That's, that's, that's my two cents. I would go as far and go so far as to say, I wouldn't, even if it is secured, I wouldn't leave it in my vehicle. I mean, anything that any way you do have it secured in your vehicle, it's not going to be that secure. I mean, the most you can do is what bolt it to the floor and lock it up. People are going to be able to, with enough time, people are going to be able to get in there. You leave that shit in your truck overnight. It can very easily be stolen. Right, there's but most literally, cars, there's literally no reason to leave leave a gun in your vehicle overnight. Most vehicles nowadays have have alarms. You lock them up when you go to bed. Um, you know, you go in at night. If somebody punches that punches that window, it hits the unlock button. That alarm's going off. They're not going to stick around and take enough time to to get that gun pried away. But if it's just sitting there under your back seat. They might rifle through it quick, and if it's there, grab it and get the hell out of there. Um, so that's my thought on it. It's not necessarily necessarily there as a complete deterrent, as a, as a as a as a complete. They're never going to get it, but it's just gonna. They're not going to bother getting it when that alarm is blaring. You're also assuming that these it. people are going to be locking their vehicles in their in their driveway at night. Well, you're a fucking <laughs> idiot if you have a gun in your truck and you're not locking your vehicle. You would be shocked how many people do that. I'm sure I would, but that's that's the fact of the matter is they're stupid if they're not at least locking doing it. You know, how hard is it to lock a vehicle? It's literally badoop, badoop. Like, how really? You can't fucking do that. Like, I leave my truck unlocked. When it's here sitting, uh, hell, I'll leave the keys in it a lot of times. But guess what? It doesn't have a fucking gun in it. That's your responsibility as a gun owner. If you own a gun and it's in your vehicle, it is your responsibility to secure that. And if you're not, you're wrong. It's not that fucking hard to lock your truck, you know? It's just... So he's he's asking about um, the best... The best um, gun, truck gun, whatever. Um, I don't know. I don't think there is really the best one. It's just whatever, whatever the hell your needs pretty much. Um, Darren says he's a, he's a cop, uh, speaking from a decade, couple decades of cop life. So large alarms don't scale, scare these tweakers one bit. Um, a lot of them will be looking for gut trucks with, uh, two, Pro 2A stickers, not even a felony in some states anymore. Yeah, um, it, and and like I said, it, it kind of depends where you are. You know, us country boys, like you're going to hear your truck going off, your your truck alarm going off, and if it's secured in there, guess what? If I happen to have a truck or a gun in my truck and my alarm's going off, I'm walking out the door with a fucking AR, and whoever happens to be in that truck ain't going to be there anymore. They're either fucking running or they're not getting what they want to be getting anymore. Um, but you're correct, Darren. Like, say, I, I wouldn't think that this is a wise decision to do in a uh, a small uh, a big town. You know, my town's fifteen hundred people. Like I said, I leave my truck, <laughs> my keys in my truck, accidentally many nights. Um, but you're correct. You I just are, you're I, correct. I just don't see the advantage at all to leaving. A firearm in your in your vehicle. Why risk it? 
Yeah, I can see that. There's, um, there's no there's no point to it. What are you saving? 30 seconds of your time from grabbing it and throwing it in and locking it up? I suppose it's different for like farmers, maybe, um, when they actually, you know, an old 22 running around, you know, rolling around in the back of their, you know, under the seat or whatnot. Um, but yeah, uh, Miles says he wants a subsonic 300 blackout suppressed pistol truck gun. I'm in the process of making one of those. Um, I, it won't be my truck gun, but it will be, well, kind of, it will be what I throw in when I'm, when I'm headed somewhere, when I'm going somewhere. So it'll be kind of a truck gun, but, um, yeah. And that's, that's the other thing. Like I think a suppressed, uh, he was asking about what kind of guns. Like I, I, I really like suppressed for that sort of situation because, um, you know, say you run into a situation where you need to use your, your gun, uh, for whatever reason, I don't know what it is. Um, say there's a bunch of tweakers out on a dirt road that you just happen to be cruising down and you need to use your firearm. Well, a 300, uh, blackout, uh, say 10 and a half inch or even like an AK, like a 10 and a half inch AK, whatnot. Guess what? Those are fucking loud you are going to blow your eardrums out. There's a very good possibility with just a couple shots. Um, so, you know, a suppressor is not a bad idea in that situation. And you don't, I keep hearing protection in my truck, but you know, you're not going to have fucking time to use that, to put, to put that shit on. So a suppressor, I think is a, is a, is a very good idea for a truck gun, but then again, do not leave that shit unattended and unsecured in your vehicle. Cause you're going to have fun explaining to the ATF why your suppressor got stolen when you just left it in your vehicle, um, for anybody to take. Yeah. I believe the, like the more criminals get their firearms from stealing them out of vehicles than any other way. I believe that's the, like the number one way anybody acquires a firearm illegally. Stealing them out of vehicles because people are fucking stupid. Yep. Wouldn't surprise me. And I will agree with you. People are fucking stupid. But like I said, there's no reason that like for a person like me, there's no reason to leave it in my truck. Um, Miles says backpack gun more than truck gun. Absolutely. You know, uh, keep it in your backpack. You're going somewhere, throw it in your truck. You get home, take it back in your house. It's not, it's not that difficult. I, you know, be responsible. Mm-hmm. Sure. You don't have any, uh, I'm assuming you don't have any cool gear tonight. Oh, I do actually. Yes. Are you ready? Did we, uh, yeah. Did, did you make an intro for me? No, but I have some music. <laughs> box tell me did i do this cool gear yet because i'm, I'm genuinely i do not remember you've done like four of them dude no uh it's the uh this is a neomag the sentry strap have i done this one I you know i don't know one. either i remember well i remember no? you i remember you telling me about it i don't know if you actually I did, did it i did the neomag but i have not yeah, done that's what it was the, the sentry strap God, if you're, you're not so stupid. With, I can't believe you didn't remember that. <laughs> if you if if you're not familiar with uh, Neomag, how they got in the industry and what they what they initially offered was obviously the Neomag. That is just a magnetic uh, carrying solution for your for your 
extra magazine. Um, and they have since ventured into a few other products. This one is called the Century Strap. Now, I ordered this with uh, Box. Can you Google this and find out exactly how much it is? I can't remember the exact price. I know it's sub $50. Um, but I ordered this when I got my, my Neomag. And I'm going to be straight up honest with you. I did not like it at first. And frankly, I'm still not 110% sold on it, but it's starting to grow on me. So what this is, it is a strap um, retention such, uh, solution, essentially. Um, so if you have a strap on your rifle, which I believe most people should, there's it, it's just hanging down, you know, just kind of a pain in the ass everywhere. Um, and you go to grab it real quick, and it takes a little, little while to get it thrown on over your shoulder correctly and everything. Now, the cool thing about this is it is uh, true to... Neomag's uh, name, it has a magnet in it. So what it is, it's just an elastic strap around your handguard. And then it has a, ma a, a, a magazine or a, a magnet here that secures it down. So when you go to grab it, say you're just picking up your rifle and you want to put it on quick, all you have to do is grab this, pulls it off, and then you can put it on. It comes, you know, so it comes apart in the same way every time. It's easy to put on. And this is a, it's it's elastic. And then it's got some uh, Velcro, some Velcro there. So basically you can put it around any size handguard. It's pretty, I don't know if I love it yet because I was having a hard time getting it, um, the strap in such a way that I liked it. You know, so it takes a lot of messing around with. But I'm thinking, I'm starting to think I kind of like it. It works pretty well. I'm very, I'm, I'm happy with how it retains everything. Um, but if you're kind if you're a guy that wants a, wants a, a sling on his rifle, which I think you should have a sling on your rifle. Um, this is a pretty good um, retention system for that box. Did you look up the price on it? Yeah, it's between 35 and $45. 35 and $45. And I believe we have a, if I remember correctly, we have a, uh, a coupon code for Neomag. I think it's like LSLF 10. Anyways, go to our group on Facebook and there's a list of all our, our, of our few discount codes we have there and you can get 10 bucks off or 10% off something like that. Um, so I would think, I think it's, it's worth that price. It's definitely, you know, Instead of, I got this rifle on a rack in my gun room, so when I go in and grab it quick, my fucking sling is it hanging all over. It's nicely tucked away here. The only thing that I don't love on it is when it is secured away, at least when you put it on this side. I suppose there's, maybe if I put it on the other side, I don't know. But it does get in the way of my bolt release. So if you were using the gun without your sling on and it's still up in there, you couldn't reach your bolt release. But in that situation, you've already ran through 30 fucking rounds. If you got to reload and you don't have your sling on, you're in a really fucking bad situation <laughs> anyways. Um, so yeah, go check it out. Neomag.com use coupon code. I believe it's LSLF 10 double check in the group um, before you use that. Uh, but kind of a cool little product from them and it is a uh, sub $50. And, uh, yeah, I kind of dig it. Kind of dig it. What do you think about it, Vox? I have no idea what I think about it. I've never handled it. <laughs> yeah. 
It might come in handy. Do you have, I, uh, do you have a sling on your uh, home defense rifle? Yes, which might come in handy because I leave my AR leaning on the against the wall, like in between the wall and my nightstand, and the sling is just kind of hanging in there, so it might be kind of nice mm-hmm. for that, but I don't know. Yep. I just put up a rack in my in my gun room, so I got like four other rifles on it, and obviously this is right at the very end. But that sling is just kind of hanging down there. If you grab it real quick, there's a possibility it's going to snag something. You know, and the nice thing about this is it comes off the exact same way every time. You just grab it, put it over your shoulder, and you're good to go every time. So it's kind of a just kind of a cool little piece. Um, like I said, I'm still doing some experimentation with it, getting it exactly like I like it. But I think it's uh I yeah, I think it's worth the money. Cool little piece. There's different colors. I got mine in coyote tan or mag flat dark earth or some shit, but there's like um black multicam and, and a few others on there as well. So that's all I got to say about that. Miles says Sam likes a good strap on accessory. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I do. What are you what are you? Oh wait, what? Shit. Big into the peg <laughs> big into the pegging. <laughs> oh god. Miles, you know, sometimes some days you're really mean. <laughs> He's yeah, you're being more vocal and abusive tonight than usual, Miles. You've been quiet <laughs> lately. Anyway, is it better than a piece of shot cord? Um, what's shot cord? Paracord. I yes, I would imagine. Like I said, the nice thing about this is that you just barely grab it, and, it, and then that magnet pops off and lets it go so you don't got to pull it out from anything or anything like that so pretty handy Hmm. well i suppose that's the end of the show guys we have nothing else to talk about thank you for coming and hanging out mike it was good to see you here this is this the first time you've or maybe no he's been on not for a while though yeah, Miles says. It's been a little while. But... Miles says four whiskeys in. That explains it. That explains uh, it. Yeah, yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it. Well, thank you for stopping in. Four whiskeys in. Um, it was a pleasure as always. Be sure to check out our website, lifeshortlivefree.com. Join the forum over there. We have a gear swap page. We're not going to shut your shit down for trying to sell firearms on there. We're not Facebook. There's all sorts of fun stuff going on over there. I believe we have a contest going on right now to win a patch. Let's go, Brandon. Yep. No, you probably can't Absolutely. hear it. You probably can't hear that through that through my mic. I was I was clapping. Um <laughs> also check out our sponsors, Shyworks at Shyworks.com and Facebook. And uh, Ballistic Imagery at BallisticImagery.com and Facebook as well. And I don't think I have anything else to say that. Miles, you are. Miles says, we love you guys. I'm going to win we that We love patch. you too, Miles. You, it's time for bed, Miles. You got to work in the morning, man. <laughs> Thanks for stopping around again. That's, <laughs> that's, that's all we have to say about that. That's the end of the, that's the, end of the road. For tonight, we'll see you in two weeks, everyone. Yeah, and if you want to, uh, if you enjoy the show, if you like, uh, if you like the show, and you want to help support us, make sure you check out our subscribe star. You can go to our website and uh, get the link from there. 
Um, but that, what that is, is basically just anything from 50 cents an episode on up. Uh, there's different tier tiers of things you can get ways that perks we can give back to you from unedited podcasts to, to early access to stuff. Um, so go to our subscribe star, check that out and it would be much appreciated. But anyways, guys, thanks for sticking around. We'll be back in two weeks. Until we talk to you then, remember, life short, live free. God bless. God bless the United States of America. And defund the ATF. Sam Johnson's not here. You're supposed to fill in there. Oh, and uh, defund the NFA. <laughs> Repeal the NFA. Repeal the NFA. <laughs> <laughs>